Hello, Bitchopedia listeners. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dahlia, and today's episode is all about pleasure. And this is something that came up for me, honestly, about a week ago when I was trying to decide what it is that I like, what it is that I like to do. And I was talking to someone who I thought was, had a really good understanding of who I was as a person, kind of was on the same page as me. And he told me that sometimes he can go hours or even days of listening to me talk about my feelings and what I want. And then at the end of it, he's more confused than ever. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, if he is confused and he's getting mixed signals, then it's possible that the universe is also getting mixed signals from me. So I really had to think about it. And I laid down, I went and got my big blanket and I laid down outside and I was under the clouds and I was having a good day. And I had my notebook and my pen and I wrote down at the top of the page, what do I want? (laughs) And it seems like such an obvious question, right? This is some something that I've been doing and a journey that I've been on as far as like manifesting, creating my dream life, all of these things for years. And I thought I had a good idea of what I wanted, but when it came down to putting it into words, um, I struggled and y'all know, I've talked about it on here before that I have like a word of the day that I'll use. Sometimes I'll either pick one from my little jar where I have my folded up sheets of paper and my words. And I recommend that for everyone. And I'll pull the word out and I'll just kind of see how it feels with my body. I'll think about what it means, maybe meditate on it and kind of carry it throughout my day for like a theme of the day, right? So yesterday's theme was pleasure and I got stuck on it. And when I said the word pleasure and I thought about the word pleasure, the way that it felt in my body was not pleasant. I had a lot of resistance to it and, and I wasn't really sure why. So it kind of brought me back to that, um, piece of paper that I was writing, you know, what do I want? Like what brings me pleasure? Because I was thinking maybe I could do when I was thinking about podcast episodes I could do, I was thinking maybe I could do a challenge because you know, I love a challenge. I was like, maybe I'll do 30 days of pleasure. And I was like, I can't even think of one day of pleasure. Like, what would I even do for one day? And I was thinking about, you know, there are things that I could do as far as like going out to eat and doing things. But every time I thought about something, it was kind of like spending money. And I know that there's nothing that I can buy to make me happy. Right. Even yesterday when I tried, um, to pursue my pleasure, to prioritize my pleasure. I was thinking the one thing I'd really been putting on the back burner that I really, really wanted was a plant. And it's this one particular plant. And I did end up going to get it and I repotted it and I repotted a couple of my other plants, my house plants, and I kind of cared for them. Um, But then when that was over, like a 10 minute (laughs) adventure, I was like, all right, well, now what? And I've kind of just been left with this feeling of like, I don't know what even brings me pleasure. So how can I tell the universe what I want if I don't even know? How can I tell the people in my life what I want if I don't even know? 
So I think that that's going to be my journey now. And I do want to do the 30 days of prioritizing pleasure because if I can't even do one day, that means this is obviously something that I need to work on. And, you know, it's Aries season. Aries is all about the self and it's the child of the Zodiac. So I've been kind of trying to embrace for Aries season, um, putting myself first and thinking about what my childhood self would really enjoy. And sometimes that looks like dressing up and sometimes that looks like you know putting on a little extra makeup to feel pretty and glamorous and lots of jewelry or bright colors, you know all the things that I was doing, um, that didn't cost money. They kind of scratched the surface, but it's like, okay, is this it? Like, is this really what makes you happy? Or am I kind of limiting myself? So I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer today. Um, I'm just going to encourage everyone maybe to go on this pursuit with me because when we're manifesting, of course I manifest feelings. And even when I wrote down, I don't know if I can find the list. Even when I wrote down what I wanted, I couldn't really think of these, um, these objects or these physical things. I just thought of the way things made me feel. Look, I've got the list right here. Um, so I went through home job partner. And again, this is all kind of stuff that's on, my vision board, but I wrote that I want a safe and reliable community. This includes friends, partners, family, the city that I live in. I want it to be safe and inclusive. And these are all basic things, you know, home. I want a home that feels safe and cozy, um, a home with a patio with plants and comfortable seating and home with windows so I can see the sunrise and sunset. Um, a job that brings excitement and travel and health care. <laughs> if we're going crazy, maybe a job with insurance. You know, um, I, I wrote down a little bit of what I want as far as a partner goes, someone who's consistent and stable, someone who's healthy, someone who communicates well. All of these things are things that I knew that I wanted because, again, I did have these on my vision board. But it's like, what does that actually look like? And I kind of had to backtrack because full disclosure, um, it's been a really hard couple of months and I hesitate to talk about it. This is a struggle that I constantly go back and forth with. It's like, do I talk about it and be open and be vulnerable with you guys and risk sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about? Because that's really what's set in for me, right? Is that I come on here and I try to tell you guys, um, I mean, really, I guess what I wanted to tell y'all is the stories that happened to me and kind of learn from my mistakes. So maybe I need to reconnect with that. But the pressure to be this perfect life coach who has all of her shit together and has all of the answers, I'm not that. And I know I constantly say it on here and I don't want to say that to take away from the things that, you know, I'm teaching or the lessons that I'm bringing, because these are still really valid things um, that people can learn from. But I felt major, I don't even want to call it imposter syndrome, but I felt like a fraud. I felt like a phony because 
I've come on here and talked about how, you know, I overcame um, getting on antidepressants and I got off of those. And, you know, again, I said, there's no shame with taking medicine. And, and I said these things, but I don't know that I actually felt them because (laughs) when I went to the doctor, I went to three different doctors who all told me that I needed to be on antidepressants. And I rejected it initially because it felt very um, like gaslighty for me, you know, like I'm going to the doctor and I'm telling them all these physical symptoms that I'm having. And the only thing they wanted to focus on was you have depression. And I've talked about it on here before when I went the first time to the doctor, this was when I first hurt my knee and my whole uh, life kind of got thrown off. I didn't have a schedule anymore. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to work. And when the doctor suggested, maybe you're depressed, maybe you have anxiety. I was like, yeah, maybe because I'm a single mom and I don't have a way to work and bring in money right now. Like, obviously that's why I'm stressed. Right. But I started going back to work and I was able to kind of catch up on some of the bills and kind of pad my savings account a little bit more. And the feeling wasn't going away. And I realized that I did kind of have this internal shame about getting on medication because it felt like, honestly, this is just me being completely honest with y'all. It felt like a step back. It felt like I had lost all the progress that I made. I don't want to get emotional, but I can kind of feel it coming up. Um, I felt like I had lost all of the progress. And I felt like, again, a fraud because I'm coming on here and, you know, talking about how I overcame all this stuff. And it felt like I was sliding back into this version of myself that I didn't want to be. And there was so much shame around it. And, you know, like I said, with the doctors, it kind of felt like they were gaslighting me because, um, And not maybe gaslighting is the wrong word, but you get what I'm saying of like, it was like, oh, well, there's a woman with anxiety, you know, she's got issues, she's got anxiety, just give her medicine. And that's the whole problem that I had getting on medication in the beginning after I had my son. And this was in 2014. I had really, really bad postpartum depression. And when I went to the doctor and I told them all these things, you know, my hair was falling out and all this stuff. um, I was having all these physical symptoms they told me to get on medication. And I remember my ex-husband talking to me about it and basically saying like, well, just get on the medication. And it seemed like this thing that they just wanted me to do so that I would stop being a burden to people. It felt like my sadness was a burden to people. And it's like, if you'll just take this medicine, then we'll stop having to listen to you talk about how sad you are and it won't be a problem and you'll be able to get back to work. You know, I felt like I was kind of like shoved back into this, um, world that I didn't fit in, that I didn't, you know, it felt like there wasn't a space for me. And it felt like there wasn't a ledge for me to just sit comfortably on and wait, you know, wait it out, wait for the storm to pass. It was all just kind of me being like tossed about. And my ex-boyfriend at the time um, was just a friend, but he was one of the first people who told me, you don't, have to take medicine. You know, there are other options that you can do. And I think at the time that was probably the right decision for me um, because the environment that I was in, that I had surrounded myself in was terrible. And yes, obviously I probably would have benefited from medication and I did eventually get on medication, but it was just someone coming to me and being like, Hey, you know, this is not just something that 
we're going to dose and it will go away and then you don't have to worry about it anymore, you know? So when that came back up again and I was supposed to get on medication, I actually, when I went to the um, pharmacist, I was filling all of my prescriptions and I didn't realize that the antidepressants were in there when I filled them. I just got whatever the doctor gave me, you know? And when I came home, they were in my possession and I looked at them and I had so much anger and resentment. I didn't want to take them. Um, and I recognized that. And I remember I had a lot of conversations with people about how, you know, like what I should do. And I was like, there's no shame about it, but obviously there was for me, you know, I didn't want other people. If someone came to me and told me they were getting on antidepressants and they felt some kind of way about it, you know, they felt upset or they felt like they were weak. I would immediately be like, what? This is just a chemical in your brain that needs to be balanced. You know, you need Tylenol for headaches and you need this for your chemical imbalance. Like that's all it is. But I wasn't able to extend that same courtesy to myself. And there were a lot of things that I felt like I had kind of progressed past. And I know healing isn't linear. We hear that all the time, but it felt like I was spiraling, you know, and I recorded this episode about body dysmorphia with Rosara. We talked about everything, you know, with food being a source of energy and how I had kind of moved past these unhealthy views of food. And then again, full disclosure, before that episode was even published, it was in between me editing the episode and publishing it that I stuck a toothbrush down my throat. Like I know that's so aggressive and like trigger warning, but I can feel, I feel it like coming up. I'm really sorry. And I didn't want to share it, but I was like, I'm not beyond that. Like I'm not past my eating disorder. It still comes back. And I didn't want to cry. I'm not past it. And it felt like, um, again, that I was this fraud, you know, and I'm, I lost the desire to even do the things that made me happy. Um, I didn't want to post a podcast. I didn't want to post a TikTok. I didn't want to do any of those things because I could barely make myself get out of bed. And there was one morning when I woke up and it was before my eyes had even opened completely. And I had this, I guess it was kind of this like blurred dream into reality where I thought that my father had died. Like I knew that I was going to wake up in a world where my dad was not here anymore. Um, and he has cancer or he had cancer. He's in remission now, but that's something I've talked about on the podcast before, right? Like that's a struggle. So I, I'm opening my eyes and that's the first thought in my head and my stomach kind of drops. And then as I sit up to kind of catch myself and calm myself down, I couldn't even do that because then the next thought, the next intrusive thought was, no, your dad's not gone your son is going to grow up without a mother because you're the one who has cancer. Like this is within three seconds of me opening my eyes, you know? 
And I talked to my mom about it. I texted her and I didn't even want to talk to anyone about it because I knew what they were going to say. I knew they were going to tell me to get on medicine and I didn't want that. So I texted my mom and I was telling her, you know, everything that happened. And, you know, she said something about maybe antidepressants or anti-anxiety pills. And I said, you know, the doctor actually prescribed them. That was one of the things that actually all of the doctors said, like, that was the one thing that they all had in common was that they all said like, mm, maybe you need to be on anti-anxiety medicine. And I asked her, do you think I should be? And her response was, if you're waking up thinking that you have cancer and that you're going to die, like your son's going to be raised without a mother, then yeah, probably need to get on some medicine, <laughs> like lovingly. This is kind of a red flag, right? So I did begrudgingly. I took it. Um, and I did it for about a week and then I was going to get off of it again. And I reached out to a friend who I told him maybe subconsciously, I reached out to him because I wanted someone to tell me to stay on them because I knew that he was going to be supportive of me doing whatever I needed to do, you know, whatever that looked like for me to get healthy. Um, so I've been taking them for maybe two weeks and I was really nervous because the transition period is always really difficult for me. You know, I've, I don't like my emotions to be all over the place and they already were, but you know, it's that voice in your head that tells you it's going to be more of a struggle. You know, your ego that doesn't want you to get healthy. It thinks it's doing what's best for you. Um, but it was kind of sabotaging my mental health. And so I'm, on them. It's been two weeks, I think. Um, and it's kind of regulating. I know that it takes, um, you know, four to six weeks for them to kind of balance out, but I've been struggling. I've been struggling. Um, and I want to keep showing up and I, I don't want to lose any progress. I want to keep moving through these times, but I think this is why it's so important for me to have pleasure and to pursue pleasure, to prioritize pleasure, because I've been really focused on the bad and the negative. And it felt like I was kind of hiding it and I didn't want to hide it from you guys um, for whatever reason. And I, and it was probably me hiding it from myself as well. <laughs> Um, that I thought I could kind of tuck it away and I kind of tucked myself away and my needs away. Um, and I don't want to do that. And I want to extend myself the same courtesy that I would to anyone else and say, it's okay that you have to take medication. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's okay if this is something you're struggling with or, something that you felt guilt about, like it's okay. It is okay. And it will be okay. And you know, that old storyline that I know a lot of people have with antidepressants is what if I get on this medication and it changes me as a person? You know, what if I lose my spark? What if I, one of the things I told my friends was like, what if I lose this weirdness? Like what if, and I know that that's not true because I've been on this same exact medication before. And it helped me, you know, um, but this, I know Gabby Bernstein had talked about, um, uh, taking antidepressants and being in this like spiritual community and how it's kind of dangerous to say that 
you shouldn't be on medication. You know, we have this kind of like holistic view of things, but there is a time and a place for medicine. And I think, I think I have reached it. So on top of that, I am also going to do things that make me happy or that give me pleasure. And maybe it's not achievable right now for me to be happy every day for 30 days, but I think it will give me this sort of exploration. And maybe if I look at it that way, as like I'm in this exploring mode and just kind of discovering, you know, get curious about what makes me happy. Maybe I try new things and find things that I never thought would make me happy because that's happened before, right? I surprise myself sometimes by the things that I like. So that's what I'm going to do. And I encourage all of you to go on this journey with me as well, because, you know, every day getting into the routine of learning and growing and pushing and healing, it gets to a point where it becomes, um, kind of dangerous to your mental health of like always feeling like you need to be fixed and that you need to improve. And I don't want that. Like, I I don't think that I need to be healed anymore. Obviously I'm going to continue to grow and expand and, uh, you know, I'm going to do the same things. I just want to take off a little bit of that pressure, kind of alleviate some of that pressure of, you know, this end goal that I'm trying to get to and kind of just explore this everyday pleasure of finding what makes me happy. And I'll make a list and we can, <laughs> we can do it together. And you guys can reach out to me and tell me what makes you happy, what gives you pleasure, because I'm not only am I wanting to discover new things that make me happy, but I love hearing about the things that make other people happy. And maybe you can inspire me or I can inspire you at the end of this journey. So this is my moment of encouragement to encourage you to prioritize pleasure, not just to pursue pleasure, but to prioritize it. Make it a top priority for you to find something. We're not necessarily chasing happiness, but we are embracing pleasure and finding things that make us um feel warm and fuzzy and <laughs> connected to other people and connected to ourselves, whatever that looks like. So thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was a shorter episode um, and it was a little more emotional than I expected, but I really appreciate all of you guys being here. And again, I wrote down on my list. The one thing that I do know is that I want this strong, tight knit community and that's what I wanted to build. So I know that you guys are here to support me and I just want you to know that I am here to support you as well. So you can look in the bio if you want. I'll post a link tree so that you can find me on all social media, my email address, anything, any way that you need to contact me. I'm always here. So thank you guys so much for listening and go out there and pursue your pleasures.